on this week's episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I discuss the latest developments in Aaron Rodgers, as well as talk about the new developments with Julio Jones. And we have a special interview with Vikings Twitter personality and host of the podcast, Believe in Vikings, Dustin Baker. All right, let's go. This week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, how are we doing? How many stages of grieving are there? Uh, I think there's seven. Okay. I think um, seven. Because, like, denial is, like, the first? Deni- yeah, yeah, denial is number one. Okay, I'm stuck. You're, st- you're yeah. still in denial. All right, <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, I think I think what happened is I grieved so hard that I did the whole seven, and I went back to denial, Yeah. and now... That's just where I'm living at the moment. You are so far from acceptance. Yeah. No. Like, I accepted okay. it, and then I was like, maybe not. And maybe now not. I'm back to denying and, it. And while Aaron Rodgers is soaking up the sun and the oceans and the views of beautiful Hawaii with his fiance and Aloha means hello and goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, it's great. You're just sitting here stuck in denial. Looks, like all Packer Nation. He looks happy. I'm, he looks I'm, old. I'm happy that he's happy. No, he looks old. No, he doesn't look. He has a smile. He doesn't look a day over (laughs) forty-five. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't he supposed to be what, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine? Nah, it's not important. Um, Uh, You know, I mean, he's got some mileage. Yeah. So, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna spend these next, I don't know, fifteen minutes talking about basically what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. It's every every week. It seems like there is something kind of new comes out. It's like yeah, it's being leaked to us. Slowly. Well, so the first kind of update, you know, after the news broke the Thursday of the draft mm-hmm. and Schefter dropped the bomb and basically nothing then happened. And in retrospect, it's kind of easy to look back and be like, OK, yeah, of course, they weren't going to trade him with like three hours notice. Right. I mean, that would have been a stupid decision. It just wouldn't have been well thought out or well planned. And they have tons of time and, you know, salary cap issues and that yep. end in June, all, all kinds of stuff like that. So nothing happened then. And exactly one week later, Adam Schefter, who was someone that I used to respect, uh, went on Dan Patrick and basically said that what he called, quote, breaking news was not actually a specific source or anything like that. It was an accumulation of information. Now, clearly, I'm going to say off the top, it it's real. It's you know? rooted like, in fact. It's rooted in fact. Yeah. And... That can't be disputed. It's a right. real thing that we're dealing with. I'm otherwise, not... it would be otherwise. Aaron Rodgers would come out and say, "What is he talking about? Yeah. This is bullshit." Of course. Clearly, yeah. there's there's so clearly smoke. There, there's, there's smoke some fire and there's there's a, there's some amount of fire. Yeah. Smoke However, is billowing underneath the door as we speak. And yeah. You're like the the doorknob's a little hot. However, however, the implication upon the original news break. The implication was the implication. <laughs> it's all about the implication. The implication was that there was because. You know, you look at the original news break. Who leaks that information? The Rodgers camp or the Packers camp? Well, it's an accumulation of, of No, but I'm saying like if you were to see the oh, original news. Oh, if it news, was, then it would be Rodgers camp. It was yeah, so it was assumed that it was Rodgers camp cuz yeah. why would the Packers leak this on draft day? Yeah. And so that is bad for a couple of reasons. A Rodgers is kind of going public and trying to, you know, kind of smear the organization. 
And B, he's doing it on draft day, which mm-hmm. is just an extra little knife twist. It's an extra, you know, fuck you. It's kind of, I mean, not cool because, you know, draft day is an important day and I'm not here to be like, think of the kids. But it's just the whole thing is extra shitty. And now we learn that that isn't what happened and that Schefter just decided, well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cameras pointed at me today. So I'm just going to drop this information that I've had for weeks yeah. today. And... I mean, maybe I'm getting hung up on semantics, but it just really pissed me off that it was called breaking news and all this stuff, and it it had to ruin my draft day. If he could have waited one day, you're saying the you're saying the Packers picks didn't ruin your draft. Well, I mean, I knew that was going <laughs> to happen. Eric Stokes, man, hey, he's, he's a track star. He's fast. He <laughs> he can run. He can run with the fastest. Wasn't of them. Josh Jackson like really athletic too? He still is. He's still on the team. He's you know what they say about what is he a special teamer now about like nickel corners Didn't you get him in the second round third year bump yeah yeah that's great <laughs> but yeah so there's the adam Schefter thing that prompted a, a i'll call it a harsh tweet yeah. from me um <laughs> and i'm still not happy with him and then i don't think anything's really happened that's noteworthy until i mean we haven't talked about i mean it's on your shirt oh we haven't talked about the signing of the boat well I mean, what's to talk about? I think it's a great move. <laughs> contingency plan. That's what it is. I mean, it's a contingency plan, and I think it's pretty smart. They can always cut him. He's a camp arm. I mean, and he's a dude that's played in an AFC. He was an AFC championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could do a lot worse for your break glass in case of emergency guy. You know. I suppose. Yeah, he did have thirty touchdowns one year. And he's got a Tesla, and there's <laughs> there's like two Tesla charging stations in the city of Green Bay. That's, so that's good. He's he might get stranded. It's a little different from <laughs> him spending the last couple of years in L.A. And I mean, people debate all the time about what's a better city, Green Bay or L.A. And I, who's to say? Yeah, I don't think that's real, a conversation that we close. can summarize. I mean, I've I've told you numerous times. <laughs> I literally went on a church mission trip to Green Bay. So that I went on a church mission trip to Minneapolis on the way to Denver. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, but the, there was the last couple of days, Aaron Rodgers, while on vacation, did have an interview with Kenny Mayne, yep. who is leaving ESPN, who got fired by ESPN, her contract not renewed because they yeah, do contracts. Yeah, Kenny. Which is, like, I don't know. ESPN continues to be bad for a multitude of reasons. Like, it's, they fire, they let go of the wrong people. Yeah. That's a different topic. But he, he was on there where, I mean, we already knew his issue was with the front office. That's that's not hidden. Well, and what he did was he had the most eloquent and long-winded way of really saying basically nothing that I've ever heard Here, in my entire here's, life. Here's what he says. He says, um, I think sometimes people forget what really makes an organization. History is important. Legacy of so many people who've come before you. But the people, that's the most important thing. People make an organization. People make a business. And sometimes that gets forgotten. Culture is built brick by brick. The foundation of it by the people, not by the organization, not by the building, not by the corporation. It's built by the people. And then he goes on and saying, I've been fortunate to play with a number of amazing people and all that, yada, yada, yada. He basically then, you know, he said he liked, he he loves playing with his teammates. He loves the the players, the the coaches, the fans. the, The fans, the trainer, and all that. He left out. The, the front, front office. office. Yeah, of course. Which, at this point, it's like, in order for him to come back, Goot's got to go, which, mm. that's not happening. I don't agree with that. Well, I'm saying, but like, it's it, everything that's happening right now, 
that's what it looks like he's what he's saying. That's where his foot is planted. I, I mean, for the world to be perfect and everyone to be, you know, for Aaron Rodgers to come back and be 100% happy, yeah, he probably, like, in the absolute ideal scenario, Goot would be gone. I don't think he's out here saying you have to get rid of Goot. I don't think Rodgers has ever been 100% happy. I mean, I don't, well, I don't think he's ever been so, that, like, fully happy. So it's a moo point. Yeah, it's like a cow's well. opinion. And so I, I just think that when we're talking about what's going to happen next— if the Packers are sincere and that they are not trading him, which has been the line that they have stuck to during this entire time, they said, absolutely not. People were calling and they were basically telling him to fuck off and hanging up. Mm. And that could, that could always change. But if that doesn't change, his choices are retire or come back. And we have... Or a, sit out and pay a shit ton of money. Or sit out and then what does he do next year? He still has to... like. It doesn't solve his problem. No, I know. But at the same time, at that point, if you think he sits out for a full year, I think the organization will stop saying, no, fuck you, to calls. Yeah, If okay. he's willing to sit out for 17 but games. If, but if we're talking about the 2021 season, retiring and sitting out is effectively the same thing. I guess. So, yeah. He could be, I'm just saying, but he could pull essentially what Favre did, you know, where he forced them to trade him to the Jets. Like, he gets traded for a year. Yeah, the like, situation, though, isn't quite the same as with Favre, because Favre was, there There was years of kind of drama and back and forth, and this isn't quite... That, well, you don't have an Aaron Rodgers in the wings. I'm sorry what you want to say about hey, Jordan Love. Jordan Love hit nope, the, the you've been net on, you've been in on the saying, first day of OTAs, oh, that's so good. we're going to... I have memes queued up if I have to for Jordan Love. That's so let's great. let's all just get the record straight. If Jordan Love is a quarterback, you just toss I will aside hope Blake Bortles. I will just well, like that. Oh well, just I mean, like that. That complicates situation yeah. pretty pretty <laughs> tremendously. But I mean, the two options with Rodgers are play or don't play for the Packers, assuming there's no trade, yeah. which is has been the company line thus far. And to not play would cost him, I think, upwards of twenty million dollars. Yeah, so, and he's you know hyper competitive, loves football, so he'd just be sitting there on his butt for a year at, at least. So, so basically, right now, Rodgers he 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 skipped the the, the first OTA session, which was which was optional, not optional. So yeah. he didn't have to be. He didn't he didn't miss out on money. But and he was saying on McAfee last year, he's like, yeah, I feel great because we didn't do a lot of the preseason to be fair, optional though, stuff. It does make it interesting because this is the first time he's missed that OTA. That's true. He's never missed that yeah. OTA before. So you know, yes, it might be a coincidence. And he's also been uh, in the uh, league uh, for that long. Let, but... me, let me make it clear: it's definitely not a coincidence. No. Now he may not have still been there had things been all sunny and happy. I but I still I think he probably. But would. it's definitely not. He's definitely not yeah. showing up now. No. Yeah. So if Rodgers does not report for next month's minicamp, he's subject to a fine of ninety three thousand eighty five dollars. So it's fifteen that over fifteen and a half thousand for the first day missed. Another thirty one thousand for the second day missed, and another forty six and a half thousand for the third. Well, I'm day I'm pretty missed. sure he sacrificed five hundred thousand for like whatever he's doing now. Well, so it says then if he is it, that what it is? Uh, not not no not at the moment. Okay. But, so if he misses that one next month, uh-huh. uh huh, it's ninety three thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, if he were to start missing training camps, then it's a mandatory fine of fifty thousand per day missed. Okay. Plus. Uh, one regular se- one week's regular season salary for each preseason game missed. Yeah, so, so that's where you start. That's getting up where you numbers. get there because he yeah. has a very sizable salary. So him missing a preseason game, there's only three of them. That's a full game salary. Yeah, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah, 
and and we've talked about you know sitting out the whole season. There's signing bonus left. payback yep. and all kinds of stuff. Yep. And it, it it's not even like you're you're not getting paid money like you got fired from your job. You have to give back money. Yeah, you're being fined, and yeah. you're obviously then losing out on a lot of incentives, which most contracts have built in incentives like crazy. So yeah, my my opinion is that the most likely scenario here. I mean, nothing for sure will happen. He won't get traded before you know June first, which is coming up. Yeah. But the most likely scenario, I think, is that eventually the front office says, "Look, dude, we're not going to trade you," and he decides to come back. There are probably some concessions. Maybe he gets more of a voice. Maybe he gets some sort of insurance for the next couple of years. You know, what kind of some voice? Sort of, what kind of voice do you think he doesn't have, though? I don't think he has much of a voice in personnel at all. I mean, he went out there, and I I don't think this is the reason all this is happening, but there was a Jake Kumaro story where he endorsed the guy. They cut him the next day. Okay, but he's it's been Jake told, Kumaro. He's been told by Mark Murphy, who sounds like a total douche from every story I've ever heard about him, about this. You know, when they hired Matt LaFleur, he said, hey, don't be the problem. Apparently, they told him to shut up and play. I mean, they have treated him like the diva that he only kind of is. Okay, and that's, but you can see the other side of it, where yeah. you sit there and be like, okay, your your job, we are paying you millions and we've paid you hundreds of millions of dollars, over yes. two hundred and forty million dollars, I think, in contracts from the team. Yes. Um to be your starting quarterback. I that that doesn't mean you're like, hey, Aaron, who should we draft? Like no, I get and, it, you want to have and them I'm, involved. Yeah. It's a fine line and it's a lot of gray area. I, I understand wanting a voice. To a degree, I also think it is right of the organization to not bend over backwards for what the quarterback wants. Because if you let the quarterback decide you're picking a wide receiver or an offensive lineman in the first round of the draft every, you know, it's like, obviously they have, yeah, they have kind of an agenda that isn't overall team health. And so, which is weird. You'd think you'd want as a quarterback, you'd want an offensive lineman more than a receiver. Yeah. But cause like, I want to stand up. I don't want to like, you know, at the end of the day, an NFL receiver, if if you're well, given enough time, they should get over. Well, with Joe, I think it's just that they were buddies. But yeah. But yeah. So I mean, I understand him wanting more of a say, and I think that they should have been treating him with a bit more respect based on the stories that I've heard. But having said that, that's not how you run a successful organization. No. And it's the same reason that I don't think that if he is out here saying you need to fire Goody or I'm gone, they shouldn't do that because that's not how, you know, a functional organization works. I will say I think this whole Aaron Rodgers Packers saga going on this offseason, basically since, I don't know, March, whenever it was. I mean, or, it's been going on since January. Yeah. We just heard about it. Well, right. Ever, yeah. Basically since the the it, terrible decision not to go for it. Like, since that moment. Yeah, but I think even if that if they still lose that game and there isn't a high-profile decision like that, if this is still happening. No, I, I know. I, I do, moment. too. But that, that was obviously a huge tipping point. He has no point. issue with LaFleur. That didn't help. Like. That didn't help. And him just not – I mean, he just piled on yeah. on a laundry list of things. It just – this whole situation looks bad for both sides. Yeah. Does not look good. Doesn't make any side is going to come out a winner. It's going to be gross and – Messy and yeah, fractured. Regardless it's, it's, of if he plays for them again, it's gross and it's messy. And yeah, you're right. It's it's a huge fucking bummer. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it really sucks. on a on a situation where you know you can definitely make a case that Aaron Rodgers is the the best quarterback in Packers history. 
And, you yeah. know, I know there will be some homers that say Bart Starr. There'll be some that say Favre. It's so different. But, I mean, some the, the Bart Starr. Some maybe start saying Bortles. I mean, depending on whose <laughs> you shirt know? you ask. Yeah. yeah. So, I, either way, Rodgers is one of the top three in Packers history. And, without a doubt, probably yeah. not in that third spot. And maybe not even the second. Either way, it's not a good look for, you know, the whole organization. And, it, yeah, it 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 stinks and it's a bummer and it you know it's not rare. I think it happens a decent amount towards the end of guys' career. You know, Joe Montana didn't stay with the Niners. Peyton didn't stay with the Colts. I mean, like it happens a lot, but that doesn't make it any less you know sucky for the fan base. No, who... but I I think it's it is. I guess you can make an argument for the times that they were in where we're in such a immediacy mode of social media and we find things out as they're breaking. Yeah. Where you wouldn't, and obviously in Joe Montana's time, and, um, you know, I guess Peyton, you might. I mean, that was 2012, 2011, uh, going into 2013. So, like, yeah. you would know that one. So, I think definitely with, with uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots, but – I don't know. Things I, are more transparent now. Yeah. And you get to see all the dirty laundry flying around. Yeah, but I think this one especially, because of the demeanor, Aaron Rodgers has a significantly different demeanor and attitude, both on and off the field, than any of those three other quarterbacks that I just well, listed. It, it's hard, though, because he said that he's made that one statement that is hard to, you know, that could go anyway. He, he could walk all of that back tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's hard because that's the only thing that he's actually said about and, it. And and you look at the situations like Joe Montana won, won four Super Bowls in four appearances with the Niners. Like they, you know, the terms were not bad there. Yeah, they clearly had something with Steve Young. They moved on to Steve Young. The the Colts. He Peyton was sat out for the entire year with a neck surgery, and they had the opportunity to draft probably the best quarterback prospect. Well, yeah. I don't know it ever. And, and and every situation is different, but I'm just saying that you know, the the great quarterbacks almost never play with one team their entire career. Almost Drew, no NFL Drew player. Drew Brees does. didn't. He was started out with the Chargers. Exactly. And so it's like I mean that not exactly. That's that you know, but Yeah. It's just it's very rare. It almost never happens and so it, it it's kind of a package deal, you know. Yeah. Um you were right by the way. He will the man, uh, he will uh, miss the five hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was. So it was just about. a bonus. He's not being fined that, but he yeah. misses out on the voluntary if he goes to all the workouts. Which I which mean, OTA, dude know. paid for a twenty eight million dollar house last year with cash, so I think he's he's all right. But like I said, over two hundred forty million dollars in contracts. That's yeah. even with what State Farm pays the man. Um. All right. Well, you know, he's just gonna sit enjoying Hawaii with Shailene Woodley, Miles Teller. His wife and the mystery camera person, fifth cameraman, uh, or the, the fifth person cameraman, and keep keep looking like the dad chaperone and his kids on a trip to Hawaii, s- ruining great songs like Wagon Wheel. Hey man, I I hope he's happy. I hate those people. What? Just like, hey, let's just all start singing in unison together. If Kirk let's Cousins spend did that, night. you'd be like, that's Kirk a nice can sing moment. a lot better than Aaron Rodgers can. You've seen that video. Ability to sing has no impact. <laughs> I. I 
Blarney's karaoke. I know they're not at Blarney's at karaoke. They're literally just hanging out in a yeah, house. Yeah, they're in their own house. Not even hey, inconveniencing other guitar. people. Hey, Aaron, play guitar. Hey, Aaron, play guitar. Oh, I can say wagon wheel. All right, here we go. Rock me, mama, like a wagon. It's like God. They're all wine drunk. If it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, oh. you wouldn't give a shit. It's just like I no. I just hate those people. The, the typical guitar guy at a party. No one likes that guy. <laughs> no one likes that guy. Just bad. And Miles Tarson, they're like, wow. This is, I like that guy. I like every ring. guitar guy at a party I've ever seen. Oh, sure. All right. <laughs> let's let's go into our interview with Dustin Baker. All right. Joining us today on Third and Forever on this week, we have Dustin Baker, writer for Viking Territory, host of Believe in Vikings with Bryant McKinney, editor of Franchise Tagged. Uh, Dustin Baker, how we doing? Not bad at all. Um, you two gentlemen, I appreciate you having me on. I was on with Jake um, mm-hmm. about two, three weeks ago, and we had a blast. So I was yeah, happy, yeah. To, happy to accept this invite. So let's let's have a show, gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. We're not as fun as Jake. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't do the, the Kirk Cousins bit like Jake can, so I, 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 we won't be doing that for you today. All right, that must be why I liked him, huh? Yeah, it, it must have been. I know. We're going to get into that. We're going right. to get into that here. So I, I basically want to talk... I know you are. I think it's fair to call you, especially now. Like you're, you're, you're a big Vikings Twitter personality now. Like I mean, you, you're known around Vikings Twitter, which in itself, as you are very much aware, is a very interesting entity. <laughs> like you got some very interesting personalities out there. Yeah, um, I feel like that you've done a great job of because I started following you. I seeing I think early it might have been early 2020 mm-hmm. um where I started seeing stats and mm-hmm. it, you kind of kept popping up in my feed and I'm like these are all really interesting and I yeah. like I I am a big stats guy like I'm the one like we like to think of our dichotomy as you're the hot take you're the emotion emotion yes passion. I come out with the analytics a little bit more and so I really responded well with with your content and so instant awesome. follow for me and I know you and I have interacted a few times. Um, basic, how did how did you get started into that? The Vikings Twitter stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, um, the backstory. So, like you, with statistics, um, from like age six, my my mother bought me um, a sports almanac, and you know I read that thing cover to cover, and it was right about the era that the Vi- or excuse me, the Twins won the World Series, and that's when my sports um, admiration started because. When Kirby Puckett hit the home run, I felt like something in my stomach that I didn't know the TV could bring out of me. <laughs> and from from that moment on, I was hooked. And so uh, that love for statistics never floundered, and I was always good with math in school. And then in college, um, I have oh, I ended up getting two degrees from the University of Minnesota in political science and history. And in order to get those, I had to write like a madman. That's all I did, um, whether it was test taking or uh, essay writing. The only thing I did in school was write. So I had that in my tool bag. Um, now I've been a Vikings fan since 1996, and I've had all I have all this pent up knowledge about the team that I always just kept to myself or talked to my friends about or annoyed my wife with. <laughs> And um, I, I used to get a I website. Used, <laughs> <laughs> I used to use Twitter just for news, just to see, you know, what is breaking news, blah, blah, blah. I never interacted. I thought you had to put a hashtag to even get noticed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided in the 2019 season, almost right before the uh, playoff game where they beat the Saints um, with the Rudolph, Rudolph walk off, that I'm going to try to post some of this stat stuff because I used Pro Football Reference, which is now Stathead. And I, I probably know how to use that tool better than anybody in the country. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I just I know how to navigate it. I know how to find the, the idiosyncrasies in it. 
Um, so I, I'd find cool stuff about that and tweet about the Vikings. Well, nobody saw it or nobody cared. And I, uh, I, I couldn't figure it out. Cause I was like, this is good stuff. Like if Viking, if I'm a Viking fan, this should be interesting. And so eventually uh, there was a guy, there is a guy named Ted Glover who I messaged cause I respected some of the stuff that he tweeted and said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Can you retweet one of these? And the moment he did that, boom, it was like, uh, that added instant credibility. Mm-hmm. And I think it took probably a couple of weeks to pe- for people to realize that what I was posting was true. And then I, I realized that you don't have to hashtag skull every time that people will see the <laughs> tweets without a hashtag. I really thought you had to do that. Yeah. And, um, then, yeah, then I started to uh, accrue the following and, um, I had that, that writing skill set already in my life. And I got lucky enough to get connected with the Viking age, Adam Patrick, who's a dear friend of mine. And I wrote for them and how I thought that would work is I would, you know, send something over on a word document and then they'd publish it and that'd be it. That'd be, that'd be my thumbprint on the world. Uh, but no, it was more involved than that. And then I started writing something daily and then the Believe podcast people messaged me in my Twitter messages and said, would you be interested in doing a podcast? And I was like, I don't know anything about doing that, but sure. And they're like, yeah, you'd have Bryant McKinney with you. And I'm like looking around like, you mean the left tackle? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and this isn't like a fish fishing scam or what is this? You know? And yeah, I got, I got on a Zoom call with him and I was like, you know, starstruck. And uh, I figured out how to do sound editing, um, you know, with some YouTube video help. And uh, yeah, here I am. Um Vikings territory, Joe Johnson, the owner approached me in August and offered me like a godfather deal for a revenue share. And I could not resist that. And uh, he's a man of his word. So now I write about three things per day. And we launched the franchise tag website, which is a place for all NFL content. uh, So that if I ever run out of Vikings ideas, I can switch over and write there. So uh, I think it was just, I I got lucky. I never did I seek any of this out. It was just a hobby that's turned um, like a monetary gain for me. And I absolutely love it. There's never been one point where I've, you know, some people like, oh, I got to shut down the news feed for a while. I can't handle the stress. I love it. I, I if you can't take some online bashing or you know some people telling me that Kirk Cousins only does well in garbage time, then you know Twitter's probably not the place for you. So you know I love every minute of it, even in the regular season when people uh, you know have these more moron- moronic and drastic swings of emotions. Well, you know, it's quarterback just- wins is the most important stat. <laughs> you know, that's we all have to know that, of course. Duh. Yeah, that 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 one is probably as of late. Uh, the one that I argue about most um, back last summer when I was still coming up, so to speak, it was people saying that Kirk dinked and dunked. Yep. And for the life of me, I could never understand that like a to the eye test and B to the statistics. Uh, but yeah, I think the most prominent uh, one about cousins now is the quarterback record. Cause he is even Steven 51, 51 and two. Yep. And I saw that one. I think it was, I think, yeah, you, you did it today where you, you said about the notable quarterbacks who had either just above or below 500 Mm -hmm. this but through 100 starts or through 104 starts Mm -hmm. um and you know it's you had names like fran tarkenton drew Brees on this list you know well eli eli the great and end up being 50 50 (laughs) that's uh he go one over Nope, he's one seventeen and one seventeen. Yeah, he yeah, ended. Yeah, 50, okay, that's what 50, I thought. Fifty. Yeah, it's and just... then the the Tarkenton one is mortifying because yeah. he was forty one and fifty nine and four. Yeah, and nobody knows that. No. Nobody in the entire universe knew that until today. Which is funny because like the quarterback wins is such like a grandpappy kind of like typical <laughs> stat that you bring up. Be like he didn't pass my eye test. It's like I mean, don't you if you respect this organization. 
and you love this team, look, you're you're going to say Fran Tarkenton's the greatest yeah. quarterback in Vikings history. And no one would be like, yeah, that's that's right. You're you're 100 percent correct. Well, <laughs> bring up that stat to him and they're dumbfounded. I mean, it's yeah. It's so contradictory to me, and I I absolutely love like I could go into th- something that you're not even remotely tagged in on Vikings Twitter, <laughs> and I see a stat, and all of a sudden I see you in the mentions with a Triple H sledgehammer gif yeah. coming in, <laughs> and it's just like oh it's coming I'm like yeah. this, is what, this is what he's doing this morning. So I gotta I gotta tri- I gotta explain the origin you of that. To. So you absolutely this was, have to. It, it, so it kind of started. Um, people would do the bat signal, yep. uh, and then it got too close to that Adam West guy. I, I didn't want to. I a... hate my name is Adam Oz. I literally yeah. people are like, wait, that's not you. I'm like, no, it is not me. I actually like this team. I want us to succeed. Like that's terrible. And his name, he spells it. It's literally a West like E one or something. And I'm like, it's way too similar to my name. Yeah, it's and too it's, close to comfort. Oh, we all know it. It's bad. So, so yeah, there was a couple guys and gals that started with the bat signal, like Bruce Wayne standing up, and I got a kick out of that one. And then whatever it was they wanted, uh, it was easily uh, it was easy for me to disprove the garbage that somebody had posted. And then on one of those tweets, somebody did the DX chop, yeah. and I I think I had I did one of Triple H like smiling at the sledgehammer, and then that one really stuck. And then it just became gradually I go search for a new sledgehammer with triple H uh, gif in it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then now I, now I got like 20 that I just alternate between. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it started and I should know this, but it started by somebody just simply doing the DX chop as a gif. And I preferred the version of triple H that was, you know, truly evil yeah. than the one that was kind of happy go lucky in DX. So uh, I stuck with the evolution triple H and the sledgehammer one, but yeah, that's, that part's fun. It, it's kind of like, the King uh, of Kings you know, triple H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <you laughs> that's know. the one. That's, that's so yeah, <laughs> That's how innocently it started was a DX chop. Oh man. I mean, it's, it is truly like, I, I do love, like I'm on Twitter all the time and I'm on, (laughs) Oh, are you? I'm on Twitter literally more than I should. And I hope my, my employers or anyone that, that I work with don't, don't frequent this. I know my last job when I was in New York, my coworkers found this podcast and they were like, Oh, that was a great episode, Adam. And I was in an office full of women and I'm like, ah, this is, you don't like this for the content. record. If you work with Adam and you listen, we appreciate you. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> please, please keep listening. Um, but no, I so I I I'm on Twitter all the time, and off season Vikings Twitter is I don't want to say toxic, but <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it's it's it, I get it. We're we have nothing to do. There's nothing going on. Yep. Granted, OTA started. That helps. You know, Jefferson was get, was mic'd up the first day of practice. That was great content. Like, I love, like, you know, he, he's just having a good time. And, you know, he mm-hmm. had the comment about saying, like, oh, great pass, Kirk. Great pass. And then there was the whole offseason <laughs> issue about him hating Kirk Cousins. Well, I mean, it, it all stemmed from that one replay last season where he yeah. yelled, like, fuck, Kirk, throw the, throw ball, the Kirk. damn ball or something yeah, like that. Which, yeah, which, like, if anyone that actually played sports or, yeah. like, in a moment, like, a heat of passion in, like, doing an activity, that's not – not unnormal. It was, it was an all-time kind of hot mic moment. Though, and it, it was, was it was very funny. Yeah, but I don't know. And no, I played basketball in high school. Yeah. And if you if you weren't 
uh can you curse on this show or oh, absolutely Fire yeah, if, away. You're not, if you weren't bitching at your teammates during a game like you know you know pass me the ball or like that's my rebound then yeah. you're, you're not you're not passionate about exactly. the game yeah, yeah and it, i mean it's such a no-brainer like as you say if you played sports i mean mm-hmm. i only played through high school uh but yeah. you know if i was just quiet throughout the game there'd be something wrong with me and i wouldn't be very good right so. yeah and so something that i kind of i wanted to ask you about because yeah, you know, I'm I'm a Packers fan. I I know more about the Vikings than honestly I care to, <laughs> because I'm engulfed in it. But uh, I wanted to get your take on why so many Vikings fans dislike Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like pretty passionately, and it seems like they're. There's a good amount of people on both sides. There's people. Why are we so entitled? Why like, are there so many entitled fans? Like my co-host here, he he loves Kirk Cousins. I don't. Kirk okay. Cousins is his favorite quarterback. No, okay, that's an exaggeration, but <laughs> but but you defend him yeah. vigorously, and you, you kind of do the same thing. Where Rightfully it's like, so, I give him his due. But and there are tons yeah. of fans that hate him. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. what you think that dichotomy stems sure. from. Well, foremost, I have to clarify this on any show that I go on. I like Kirk Cousins as much as I like Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I like Sam Bradford. Yep. In terms of my fandom, they're all the same to me. Yes. Uh, I probably have a soft spot in my heart for Randall Cunningham or Jeff George because those are like my formative years. I loved the way they threw the ball to Moss. Um, but in terms of what I like, like it's Bradford, it's Cousins. I like them the same. But with uh, with Cousins, I, I'm perceived as this homer, this this. Mm-hmm. cock rider uh because <laughs> i i defend i de- debunk the falsehoods yeah and so i'm the only guy that does it evidently there's there's a couple more that are starting to uh but i fi- i think to answer your question mm-hmm. uh in 2018 he was brought in to be the uh the keenum supreme mm-hmm. and he did not do that he was not great down the stretch uh, that that last uh, God two games, uh, we thought you know we were paying for an asset to bring it, get us over the top, and then lo and behold, you referenced that season a while ago. We went eight seven and one, and we didn't make the playoffs. So first of all, that that there was a sour taste there. We realized that we were paying a guy. Uh, I think that year was a top five, top three salary, yeah. and he he folded down the stretch. He, uh, and there were other faults with the team too, and Dalvin Cook wasn't there. But Cousins did not uh, bootstrap, levitate the team to the playoffs. So that was the first impression. Now it's all about the money. Uh, be, uh, we don't care that his cap hit last year was only $21 million. We just ignore that. But when it's going to be 30, whatever it is this year, and then 45 next year, yep. we hold him to this standard that he has to play like Russell Wilson in order to get that paycheck. The fundamental difference between myself and the naysayers is that foremost, I believe that Cousins is about the 11th best quarterback in the league if you write them all down. I think that's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think with a Zimmer defense, uh, Dalvin Cook, that's cooking. That, that Finally, all three of the pieces, uh, special teams, can come together and win a Super Bowl. Other folks don't think that is the, the way to go. You Evidently, you keep drafting quarterbacks until you find your Mahomes. That would be great uh, if they grew on trees. I would love to do that. I was even cool if they, they drafted Justin Fields, and I love the Mond edition. But the fundamental difference is that I think that we get so jealous of the Josh Allen maturation or the Russell Wilson or, you know, even the our neighbors, uh, your team, sir, who've had supremacy at quarterback for 30 years that we just really want that. And if we have something that isn't 
the best, then uh, we want to try to finally get that. And I, I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. The, the reason that this franchise does not have a Super Bowl is because we don't have continuity at quarterback. Yep. It's either bad luck with Ridgewater, bad luck with Bradford, or we don't stick with a guy long enough. And that's why uh, I'm pro cousins in this sense, because I think he has the tool bag uh, to win a Super Bowl. And I fully recognize that there are games that he's garbage and I can't stand those games. Uh, but on the whole, I think he's about the 11th best in the business. And I think that's good enough for this team. Well, that's a refreshingly kind of well put level headed take. And Do I not take? <laughs> no, no. Are you no, kidding it's, me? It's different. It's different. He said it better. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to synthesize that into a clip, not for any sort of social media purpose. I just need to have like a thirty seconds for my girlfriend when she says cousin sucks because she hates him, and that's that's a really good way to put it. And don't I, get me started on your girlfriend's <laughs> fandom with the Vikings because she has been wearing. She wears Packer things like to support like. I don't know. Yeah, so, like, it's called it, being supportive. No, it's not. It's not, not a not if you're a though, Vikings fan, but... a true Vikings fan. <laughs> you're not going to catch me in any Packers garb at all. Well, I also like the whole, you know, being a fan of the quarterback. Have you ever considered getting like a number zero Vikings jersey and putting quarterback as the name and just <laughs> well, kind of it like... feels really it feels really Browns esque yeah. when the, you know you have done that with the duct tape lady, um, but we weren't too far off from that. We always joke about the Browns being um, this trashy franchise, but in terms of quarterback turnover, the Vikings were pretty darn close to it. Like let's um, go now back I've... to the years of of uh, Bollinger and Ferrat and and obviously yeah. the Ponder years. Those are oh the great. Ponder years are the best. Years. I loved those <laughs> the early two thousands after. That gap after uh, Culpepper before we got to Kirk was was wonderful. I love that. As time. someone who might have to buy a jersey and put quarterback on the back pretty soon, um, <laughs> I, I just I like the take and it's intrigued me. Yeah. Um, no. And and the, yeah. To uh, I'm I'm sorry. Well, it was Adam, right? Yeah. Okay, Adam. I, I wasn't. I'm making sure that I uh, had the names correct. Yep. So yeah, we we when I was a kid and teenager, uh, outside of Culpepper, it was the Viking way, and it, it was the Viking way, like up starting in 1990. Like you find an aging veteran and you squeeze the prime out of them that you think might be left, yep. and we did it time and time again. And it 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 would work in stretches with with Favre. Sorry to say, it worked great for uh, one year, and thankfully, it seems like we're kind of done with that. Uh, we've moved on to the Bridgewater experiment, which I think would have been fantastic, um, not for that gruesome summer afternoon in August of 2016. Yeah. And then the Bradford thing, of course, nobody enjoyed trading a first-round pick, but you had to do something at that moment in time, so I can't really fault him too much. So when we finally manned up and said we're going to pay a quarterback top dollar for once and stick with them, you know, I was encouraged. And uh, the other thing that I can't quite fathom is, is that if, if you're a Cousins naysayer, that's fine and dandy, but if the guy, the guy habitually throws 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, that doesn't grow on trees. I swear to Christ, it doesn't grow on trees. So if you think like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want him anymore. Then there's a very good chance you're going to slide into somebody that's like, yeah, 3,200 yards, 21 touchdowns. You know, he looks cool while he's doing it. Um, but at least with cousins, he's consistent from year to year. Mm -hmm. And yes, he has those, uh, those turd games. Um, and that's what you have. That's what you have to absorb with him is that, uh, when his, when he has bad games, like the entire team is just dragged to the depths of hell. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, that's what bugs me about his game. If you want me on record, it's that when he's off, just 
turn off the TV. I mean, it is it is the epitome of Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong yeah. in those bad Kurt games. You're like, yep. you, and you know it immediately. That's one thing, too. Yep. I, I give him credit. I I never turn off a game. I know you No, turn, nor do I. I know you turn off Packer games. I have on occasion. You, you've, like, I really angrily, when you, we lived together in college, where you'd have to be streaming on your laptop, you angrily slam your, your yeah, laptop. Yeah, the laptop closed. Is very, the there's a lot of emphasis. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not good. And so like, he'll, he'll, like, I need to do something else. Then maybe he'll turn it back on if something happens. But I watch it out the entire way. I'm happy for it in games like Denver a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, God, that was great. That was mm-hmm. electric. And, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not great. Like Atlanta last year, you know, <laughs> I, I watched that game. I was sitting there I'm like, this is just like, I literally told myself, this is just like Denver. This is just mm-hmm. like Denver. Well, zeros hit the clock in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, this wasn't like Denver, <laughs> but I, I, I think it's one of those things where you have to go into a season. Like I've now, it's obviously going to be year four of Kirk and I have to, I go into the season being like, okay, he's going to have two absolute Awful games. Mm-hmm. At least two absolutely terrible first halves. Yeah. I just accept that. Mm-hmm. Every other game, 14, now 15 games, he'll probably be, or at least half of those, he'll be v- mm-hmm. very like average, very above average good. And then he'll have like five or six where he is player of the week. Yes. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where he is such a high ceiling, low floor guy. Mm-hmm. You have to. We have to find a way as a team. When he has those bad moments, we don't implode and you know go to the depths <laughs> of hell, like you said. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able like to do a that. Good yet. running back or something you could lean on. We do have that. Oh wow! <laughs> I I just want to have it. Maybe let's let's start September. Let's not have Kirk start playing in October. Let's have him start <laughs> in September. I get Dalvin Cook is so good, but mm-hmm. I don't want to have have thirty touches a game. I know yeah. that like you want to have that. He's your probably our he's our most dynamic player. Jefferson's slowly creeping into making that argument, but he's still a couple years away from that, maybe two. But I think Kirk got you gotta get him some confidence early. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to have to claw out like a one in five record is near death sentence. It was a death sentence for us last year. We almost mm-hmm. it was that yeah. the Tampa game was the the decider basically for us. Yeah. Well, I feel like the Vikings, a lot of their issue last year stemmed from the defense. Oh, absolutely. Side of the ball. No, absolutely. The offense was, was not the problem. The yeah, offense, I, I, get, don't get me wrong. I was curious. The offense is not the problem. Yeah. We have a running kind of oh, yeah, gentleman's right. wager here that we haven't actually wagered anything on yet, but we talk about it all the time and argue. Do you think that the Vikings are going to have a top 10 defense? Do we, do you think we have the potential to have this season, a top 10 scoring defense this year? Yes, I do. Have the, um, on the potential, of course. Um, yeah. The only thing oh, no, at no, no, all. No, the That's what I said, though. But will they? <laughs> um, I, There's so many see. variables. Injuries. Yeah. Who knows what can happen? I, you kind of, if you want to assess this um, objectively, you have to start to think, uh, did the injuries matter last year? Daniel Hunter, uh, Pierce's opt-out, Mike Hughes, Kendrick's down the stretch, Anthony, Anthony Barr. Barr. Did those matter? Or is Zimmer all of a sudden inept? Like, you know, just 2020 hit, and he's like, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore. It's probably more likely that those injuries mattered. And he always fosters a defense, especially when he got that rookie year out of his blood, that is a top 10 product. So the only thing that makes me nervous is the the defensive end dynamic because right now in in May, the offseason, like Adam talked about, we're looking for talking points, and we have this pristine memory of Daniil Hunter. Mm -hmm. And... Hopefully, 
for the Vikings fans' sake. Um, when he comes back, he's just the way that he was. He's fine and dandy. Well, A, we have the contract stuff looming over our heads. And then B, it wouldn't be unheard of if he came back and he was a little rusty or not quite as good as he was before because of the neck injury. Um, and then therefore, you don't have Everson Griffin on the other side anymore taking off that pressure. You have a guy who's relying on Hunter to do his job and Steven Weatherly. So the only thing that makes me just shake my head is, is like, are they really going to go in with Weatherly as the guy? Um, it seems like elementary to me that they would uh, sign Melvin Ingram or Justin Houston, um, at least for third down situations. What about so, Lawson? What about uh, Carl Lawson? From, he already uh, signed. Oh, he did? He Jets. Oh, he signed like the first week of free agency. Are you thinking about uh, Geno Atkins? Oh, that's who, that's who I'm thinking yeah, he's, about. He's yeah, he's a three the other, other bangle. Yeah, he's a three tech, so he'd have yeah. to um, interchange with Dalvin with, Tomlinson. Yeah, yep. I don't think he could really be uh, flanked out on the other no. side of the line. But I, yes, I think that I'm, I'm not going to say they're guaranteed to have a top ten defense, but it will be. I can say top twelve. Okay. Yep. I, that's another level-headed take. I'm really trying to bait you into a headline. Um, I did. <laughs> I we'll did get one. like uh, we'll get one. Well, you mentioned Zimmer in there too, and that actually reminded me of something I saw today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sports betting, some uh, oh prominent gambling, <clears throat> yeah, kind of yeah. Uh, agency, put out the odds for every coach in the league to get fired this season, mm-hmm. and or I think before the end of the season, I think was what it was technically. Yeah. And Some point during the season, Zimmer was at eleven to one. He you, was the fifth mm-hmm. highest odds yeah. in the entire league. Yeah, which yes. I thought was crazy i mean i've heard some people but at, what do you think are, are there is it kind of like a kirk cousin situation where there are some vikings fans that just want to burn it all down um irrationally i guess well i'll tell you this it, <clears throat> if they don't win a playoff game it's no longer irrational yeah. okay. um th- there is a group of fans that think this product is stale and that we are settling for nine and seven every year. And we just, again, we forget the fact that we won the Saints playoff game. Um, but the seven and nine left uh, a rotten feeling in a lot of us that um, there has to be improvement this year. And in my mind, it's a playoff win for Zimmer. Um, hopefully that's enough to get to the NFC championship and beyond. Um, but I sincerely believe that Zimmer needs a playoff win Um and then not get slaughtered the following week Mm -hmm. to see next season. Um, So I I understand the hot seat take. Now, I love Mike Zimmer. I grew up in um, a Vikings era of football where it was offense, offense, and then, by the way, we got more offense. The (laughs) defense didn't tackle, and every week you just watch these shootouts, and uh, I I think back of it and I cringe. It's the modern-day Cowboys special. (laughs) Yeah. So when the Wilfs brought in Zimmer and it turned out, you know, that he was competent, I love watching a defensive brand of football. Mm -hmm. Um, You it's it's almost like, you know, that you're going to be at least seven and nine each year if you have a Zimmer defense. So I like that comfort. I don't want to go back to the days where the defense is garbage and every game shootout. Now, that's an irrational fear of mine, because (laughs) in theory, you should be able to find a team that can do both. Uh, But I like Zimmer's. Um, <clears throat> I just like his stubbornness. I like the, you know, he's the old football coach. He's um, a football like, guy. He's your classic yeah, I like, football guy. I like his attitude. So, <clears throat> but I will, even though I adore the man from a football perspective, um, I will be on board that if first, if this season is not good at all, then yeah, it's time to move on. Um, but I, I really believe that they probably need to win a playoff game to see him again. Um, and but I will segregate Spielman from that. I think Spielman has done an astute job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he, you know, he kind of put a card in his back pocket pocket when he drafted Mon. So I'll separate 
Spielman from that speech. But yes, I believe Zimmer really has a litmus test year. To yeah. have a GM that doesn't inspire drama. <laughs> one can only imagine. <laughs> well, and it, and it does give you a sense of relief, like knowing like most Vikings games, obviously last year separated, but most Vikings games under the Zimmer era, you're like, we score 24 or four oh, yeah. touchdowns. Lights out. We're winning. You yep. know, like it's the weird one thing about things. last year was you guys have had a really high level defense for a bunch of years in yeah, a row. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. And last year was the first year where it really wasn't. Yeah. And, and it and, was kind of a liability at that point. You know, of course it was the worst that we had it. I think I think you might you should I don't know, you'll be able to back me up here or at least correct me, but that was our best offense in the Mike yes. Zimmer era. Yes. Um in terms of quite convincing point scored, yardage, I mean across the board. And mm-hmm. it just it didn't. It was just the bad timing, you know. Obviously, and yeah. a lot of variables went into it. Um, I'm thrilled about players on the defense. You know, mm-hmm. Cam Danzler's probably number one that I'm thrilled about. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we go from that scary injury that he suffered yeah, uh, man, to coming back and being, I, I on draft night brought up that he was, I think the fourth grade the fourth highest graded corner yeah, I, I made him google it and yeah he, he slammed from, the, like, book the second in my half of the face, year so yeah and yeah. it was i mean across the board not rookie rookie far and away but like i mean he <laughs> he showed out and to do that on that kind of a defense that's huge you know i i, I like i think xavier woods is a sneaky signing mm-hmm. i think he's gonna probably have his best his best year of his career just playing next to harrison smith mm-hmm. like anthony harris did a couple years ago um, Eric Kendricks, obviously, I don't know if there's another, a bigger glue guy. Maybe mm-hmm. you could make the argument for, uh, um, blanking on his name in Seattle, uh, Bobby Wagner, Wagner. Bo- yeah, Bobby yeah. Wagner, um, who usually those two are graded the best interior linebackers in the NFL, at least have been the last couple seasons. Um, I think Wagner is maybe a little overrated, but mm. you know. I would take him, but you know, obviously, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure you would. You, that's that's yeah. a bit of a need for you at the moment, but yeah, I had another question actually inspired yeah, uh, by one of your tweets recently. Okay, so who, in your opinion, is the fifth best wide receiver in the NFC North? Because you had a tweet about how oh yeah, it's real murky after four. Yeah, and yeah, uh, um... I can only assume that number four actually. Just if you're listening, let's let's be clear. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming here the four yeah. Devontae, and I'm not going to put it in order. Devontae Adams, <laughs> Thielen, Jefferson, and Robinson, right? That's the that's yeah, the, the four. first quarter of your order was right though too. So I don't know about that, but <laughs> those are the four. Uh, so yeah, um, that one. Let's see. Let me do a quick one. Certain guy certainly doesn't live on the Vikings. Um, mm-hmm. probably isn't Mooney. Uh, God, the Tyrell version at his peak would probably be that but we don't know what we're getting back yeah he's inconsistent yeah um probably lazard yeah mm-hmm. Allen, best no i mean I, I just, wide let's, receiver let's in the be league. clear here it's one through four a whole <laughs> bunch of shit like a ways down it's it's one through four and then it's like falling down the cliff and then like yeah. it really yeah. like it wouldn't be technically five but really it's like 24 i don't know yeah. like in yeah yeah no in all seriousness situations. that's not even hyperbole i mean that's that's the truth yeah. and I mean, we, we we live and breathe with the vikings and we have lived and breathed it forever with wide receiver three yeah because uh, there's just no emphasis there but yeah brashar um uh, not brashar yeah uh what's perryman what's his first name oh, brashard. Brashard. yeah yeah brashard so perryman. when he's he just goes from team to team every year like uh brandon cooks does mm-hmm. he's pretty good um so we'll see if Goff can exploit him in a good way uh, but yeah, I guess I'd say Tyrell Williams 
in flashes, but consistently. And then with, you know, the, the help of Rogers always being there, uh, it would have to be Lazard. But even then, okay, like, he's, he knows. misses a good chunk of well, games. Well, yeah, his, like, his problem yeah, is staying that's on the, the issue, field, that, at least That's the common season. thing with the five is, like, you know, health. Any of these guys that we're just naming yeah. here, like, can they stay on the field? As, can as they a Packer homer, there? I had Lazard in my IR spot in fantasy football the whole damn year. <laughs> yeah. Well, your yeah. team's name was Equinemius St. Lazard or it something? Was, it was Equinemius Valdez Lazard. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I would like to wager that MVS is in that discussion, too. When he's good MVS and he catches the ball. Yeah. If he's wide open, though, When he's tight it. covered, he's great. When he's all by himself and he has to think about it, that's when he has yeah. problems. For fantasy. Uh, for fantasy, he's the ultimate feast or famine. So oh my I, god, yeah. Now that we're talking mm-hmm. branching in the NFC North here, I, sure. I want to get your thoughts on the outlooks of each team. Kind of like a floor mm-hmm. ceiling thing. I know yeah. I didn't prep you don't need to obviously be precise. We're not gonna hold you to these predictions. Um, no, I'm good. So uh, you know, we are all very notoriously known as being horrible at predictions here. We just uh, remind me, who did we say was going to win that Super Bowl? I can't remember. We said the Chiefs hands uh, down yep. and uh, did not go well. But well, what a mur- what a murderous choice we all had to make. Between yeah, Brady and <laughs> I mean, it, it felt it felt like so dirty trying to pick. Like, yeah. do I want to really bet against Boy Wonder? Well, but do I really want to be- bet against like you know the Lord of the Rings type of dude? I, yeah. I remember I am, just I am well documented on this show for fanboying over Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Routinely, like if I, if I if I'm not watching, like usually, you know, I watch obviously keep up with the the Vikings all the time, and then the NFC North just for division purposes. But if I had my choice, I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it just okay. I I just love Andy Reid. I love that obviously that product, the system you, they have. You and the rest of the country, right? Yeah. And I'm not alone. In that. <laughs> Not alone. It's not a hot take. But <laughs> the headline reads Chiefs entertaining. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I I don't know. It's one of those things where Kevin last season, all season I hate Tom Brady so much. He hates Tom Brady so I much. I hated him before the NFC championship game. And I reached levels <laughs> well, that I didn't think I had within me. Dustin afterwards. Dustin, who's the greatest of all time? It's Brady. Thank thank yeah. you. So <laughs> Kevin is not uh, in that camp. He is in the Rodgers' yeah. greatest of all time. I, I I use the the washed word he once used or twice washed when, when they lost, they lost the Bears. When they oh, lost boy. the Bears, and he said he had the, the four up. And I mean, he, he was a was, meme. You know, he thought, yeah, yeah it, it was a bad look for sure. I can give you a little. I can give you a little speech about that game. Oh yeah, oh, boy. So, I hear. No, it's not like some big like breakdown of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. It, it's what we did nationally. Well, first of all, at no point at all in the entire NFL season did anybody think the Buccaneers were the best team in football. No, nope. not at all. Yep. Never. Not even going into it. Uh, they looked cool, you know, with everything on paper, but we didn't know. I mean, there so that game you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah. You know. When when uh, the game you're talking about with the Bears when it when they just looked lost. What we collectively did as NFL pundits, you know, as, as a nation, is we confused a Brady bad game with a Brady decline. Mm-hmm. We have all been just waiting for it. Like, this is going to be the time. And then he couldn't even remember what down it was. Like, he's getting senile. We all thought that because he had an ordinary bad game, that it was over. And we, we had a bait and switch with what we wanted to happen in reality. And he, like always, and they, they seem to do that in New England every year. There was one moment each year in New England is like, is it over? And then they always roar back and usually win the Super Bowl or at least get damn close. So we confused a bad game with the, the, the beginning of the end. And we've, we've done that for since about 2014 now. Yeah. And, and 
Kevin was on record all season long saying Brady's washed. Brady's washed. Brady's washed. And no, I was varying I, levels. I am of, holding in, you know, I, I think there was, a, there was a higher power involved that said, you know what? Let's just make this the worst possible situation for Kevin. Yeah. And have Tom Brady with his new team, who you've been calling washed all season long, go into Lambeau, win while throwing three interceptions in the second well, half. Well, I mean, well, and that's. We're that's, not going to get into the game. We're not yeah, going to get into the that, game. It, it was the worst <laughs> because then it still gave me ammo to be like, no, look, three interceptions. He's washed, but I couldn't get off the take. It's. And then it's he a goes in like, well, he's going to at least lose the Chiefs. And then yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. And it's just it was the worst situation for I you. I had to draft him in fantasy this year just to kill his career. Yeah, I That's mean my only card so left. That that being said, going off of that, we'll, we'll, yep. we'll go back to the outlooks. Sure. Well, let's let's go through your kind of expectations for teams. That what that would okay. You know your personal opinion. Um, yeah. And what you think? Um. Well, I'll start at the bottom with the Lions. Um, they are probably next to the Texans. Um, depth chart to depth chart, the second. most deficient team in terms of talent and that's not to say that they're absolutely atrocious or anything um but the golf trade was that i mean they got golf because i think they just wanted a placeholder before they figure out what they're going to do next Mm -hmm. and maybe uh campbell didn't want to lose out of the gate or something but it all kind of depends on golf and he really only had the the one really good season so there i don't look at them and think oh god two and fifteen um, but when you compare them to other rosters, they're just not quite as talented. So uh, I think um, they're certifiably the worst team in the division, and I think that probably puts them at about 5-12. and 12. Um, And it wouldn't surprise me if they creep up near 500. We just don't know if Campbell's any good at head coaching. So right. it's all it's all contingent upon him. Um, it'll be interesting. Knows. How many kneecaps they bite, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. My, my other little speech on that guy with, with that type of stuff, if they come out – somehow go like 13 and four he can say that all day and we're gonna yeah. love it we're gonna absolutely love it if he wins football games i still but love. right now it's just weird see the thing is him coming from new orleans i automatically be like i hate you so <laughs> um you i you, you have to if you you're already in the hole with me so you gotta yeah. earn your way the, the kneecap buddy his that press conference i'm sitting there kind of like is this guy for real but i'm like he probably is and I'm like, okay, he's kind of, you reminded me a little bit like Coach O. And I'm like, all right, he's kind of getting up there a little bit. I still hate you, but, yeah. you know, I, I Well, if he I wasn't know. from New Orleans, it's like, it's plausible now. It's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, I'm like, wait a second. Are you going to pay us a little bit extra but, if we fight <laughs> He has to be. Like, this this regime that the Lions are doing, it's a clear rebuild. They, I mean, he's going to have an awful record, I would think. I mean, he could be really good. He could be, you know... I don't know. I don't no think one's expecting anything from no, them, though. And I think the consensus is that they're going to do poorly. So if they do, you know, like you said, five wins, they creep up towards seven. I mean, yeah. I think they'll look at that as a win, honestly. I think yeah. Goff yeah, is Z- going to have a really tough year. Yeah, Zimmer was <laughs> – Zimmer, they were seven and nine their first year, and we, I, I was happy as a clam about that. Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, so so and then to the for context, if Andy Reid said, you know, you know, in his little giggle, like we're gonna get up and bite kneecaps, oh we'd love it. We'd tweet about it, oh, we'd yeah. write about it. Bite so yeah, it just like depends a, like on steak or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're winning football games, you can get away with saying weird stuff. Right. Uh then a third place I'd put the Bears. I do actually believe that they're gonna go with Dalton out of the gate. Because and... that's the wrong decision. No, I I don't even know if I'd say it's the wrong decision, but <laughs> yeah. it's the Bears decision. Yeah. Um it's and safe. we Decision. Everybody on this show knows how good the Bears can be defensively, so um, I will never discount that. 
I think they'll transition to fields when they're maybe in that uh, two and four. I think they'll give it that long. Um, and then fields is just the, the question mark. Uh, yeah. it's one of those things that if he would have got drafted by the Vikings, we probably would assume that he's going to be the greatest thing ever. And now he's with the bears and I'm like, God, hopefully he isn't that good at all. Which it was just uh, terrible because like, I wanted him to do well after him being like, kind of like slapped <laughs> in the face by a lot of scouts and a mm-hmm. lot of front offices saying like, eh, Mac Jones better than him. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But like, I get, you know, I don't believe in the. Oh, he's from Ohio State. He has to automatically suck because, like that, yeah. there's there's no logic there. There's like no, but I also there are mechanics issues. There are decision making issues. Sure, yeah. uh, you could make an argument for level of competition to a degree. Some of the yeah. teams he played. I mean, yes, you know, Michigan is. I think they're a fraud of a team in college, but fraud good team. But mm-hmm. like they're not a bad team. Indiana came up. Northwestern, good defense, you know. But he struggled in those games. So yeah. there's issues with him. There's question marks. I do want a quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Did you see the clip about the Vikings trying to call up to number eight with the Panthers? Yeah, yeah I wrote about it too. Oh, again, where they had the quick media, like they're giving <laughs> us the. I think it was where they we offered the seventy eight and the one forty third or something. Ninetieth on the night the ninetieth and the one forty third. And I, and I think it was just presumed the fourteenth as well. Okay, well, right, yeah. but it was like it was those, but they wanted the next year first, and yep. it was just a quick no. <laughs> just immediate no and just hang yeah and i'm i'm gonna guess that was probably some coy video editing on their behalf that, right i'm sure yeah. there was some more like oh well i don't know but no yeah and just, yeah that if, if indeed that was a serious phone call you never know how many times they just prank call them and say can we give you this uh if indeed that yeah, was all true they, then all it matters is be like yeah sure okay <laughs> you know get yeah then, to do it for them getting right in front of the Broncos, who everybody thought was going to take fields, the Vi- if Courtney Cronin was correct in her article from a few weeks ago, then that probably was to get either Fields or Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's what makes it ultra interesting. So yeah, it'll be contingent upon the Bears on Fields, obviously, um, how he does in year one. Uh, I think it'll take him a little bit to to work into what he will become. So I'll say the Bears at eight and nine. Okay. That might be a little bit low, uh, but who knows? Is and that, then that's probably not low enough to make Nagy go job hunting. I'm guessing. Uh, if they finish with, with a new if, quarterback. I yeah. Think, it, yeah. It, if fields looks, you know, looks Decent. cool while doing it. Yeah. Like I think Trubisky then, rookie year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to remember back because yeah, there was a point where he looked like there would be some promise. And yeah. um, it always frustrated me with him because when you, when you had everything bottled up in the secondary, then his ass would go run on third and long, get a first down. It drove me nuts he because he couldn't the pass. Vikings. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why does Trubisky have 60, 70 rushing yards? Today? You're going to miss him now. <laughs> no, I, I, I am. I'm gonna miss I am him. so happy. He's gone. We could not, other than his yeah. rookie year, we like, we could not beat him when he was their starter. It was, well, it we beat him. Uh, we beat him on that Monday night game where uh, Keenum came in after Cook got hurt. First game in life after Cook, and then Bradford was like an absolute. Well, wasn't Glennon still their quarterback at that point? No, it was Trubisky's first start. It was his first start. Okay. Yeah, they I, had that fa- right. that fancy ass two point conversion. Like oh, it was real, right. real hokey. That's and right. that that was the uh, the last time that the Vikings won by walk off field goal. That yeah. was a uh, four bath special. Is that not something you guys do a lot? Which. Um, what, why, how can we just <laughs> kicked four bats to the curb immediately? I know he had extra point issues, extra point issue. I think it drove was, Zimmer nuts. He was money from field goals. Ugh. Yeah. 
I just uh, so let's go next to uh, I'll, I'll just for this exercise and you know ranking them I'll assume that Rogers has a kumbaya and comes back so um then I'll take the Vikings at 11 and Smart six guy. he he also believes that Rogers will come back sorry go on <laughs> Well, uh, because I'll take, if he doesn't, then who well, knows? I'm, you guys I'm are. contractually obligated to assume it. So <laughs> I say the Vikings 11 and six because a lot of that schedule uh, is red meat that they have to go through. Yep. Um, and I think it gets them into the playoffs. And I would love to see them somehow get a bye, but that would mean they'd have to get the first seed. But I think they they have enough talent to get to 11 and six. Um, they definitely will embrace the even year mojo um, that they're due for. And yeah, the only thing at all that concerns me outside of uh, the kicker concerns is that right defensive end spot because it's the only place on the depth chart where we're kind of like, well, Weatherly can do it. We'll be okay. Who's going to be there? It's fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way there. And then uh, assuming Rodgers is back, uh, I think that puts them at a 12 and 5, 13, 4, because I don't see them being any worse than last year. Um, and, but then I, there was an article on PFF that said that I think it was PFF. Maybe it was CBS sports. Maybe it was bleach report. Anyhow, that said that the Packers could still win the division if they traded Rogers. And I'm not going to go quite that far, uh, because I got to see more from, um, love or see anything from love or if they, you know, traded them, traded them to the Broncos. If drew lock could, could start, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I believe that the Packers will probably win the division because in terms of of talent i don't think that they've gotten any worse but it's dependent on rogers and i think it's it's an egregious swing between rogers and uh if he's not there I, i'm talking like from 13 and 4 probably down to 9 and 8 or something like that yeah and it's it's gonna be interesting especially if he's not there um you know matt lafleur i think you know no one can can look at these first two years and say that it's you know it, it hasn't been a success you know mm-hmm. 13 and 3 twice but at the same time it, it, it's almost you have the same kind of you know a Belichick Brady who's who's really pulling the strings and I definitely think that both of them contribute to that. But if Lafleur were to just you know fall apart after Rodgers <laughs> is out the door, that would be that'd be bad. <laughs> not not look very kindly on him. And you know we also have the whole NFC Championship thing that he has to bounce back from again. Twice. So. Yep. <laughs> But this time there was like a, a crucial decision that everyone. You didn't get just your, you know, dick stomped in. Yeah, I I don't know which one I'd rather have happen. They were both very painful in very different ways. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I I feel like that it had to have been last year. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, probably last yeah. year. Tom Brady, you were the one seed at yeah. home. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jordan Love was throwing the footballs into the nets in the five-second <laughs> oh, yeah. clip they put on Twitter. So, and uh, sorry, Blake Bortles. Yeah, and Blake Bortles. You so, have, you know, we're going to figure it out. Um. All right. So I know you you mentioned a little before. You you're big on Kellen Mond. You like that that pick. Like, I are you you're intrigued by it at least. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah you're intrigued. Uh, I yeah, I, I like the possibility of it. I mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, rough around the edges, a mm-hmm. lot to work on. Um, but the endorsement from Chris Sims mm-hmm. is does bode well. It does. Um, great track record with quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, like nearly impeccable. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I want to get your thoughts. Like, what, what do you actually expect from Kellen Mond? Um, well, I think it is a fabulous situation, especially for somebody that believes in Cousins, uh, I, because 
we're going to know probably by the end of this season if this Cousins experiment is worth it for another year. Um, I guess there could be another oddity where it's injuries and then he does his darndest, and I, I hope it doesn't go that way. Um, but I think th- four full seasons is a enough of a sampler platter to know if he's the right guy to extend for another four or five years. Um, and therefore, I love the fact, and especially for the Vikings, to start planning for a quarterback rather than, you know, let's see who's old and who, who might be good. And when they're 36, uh, cause that's what I grew up with. So, uh, I liked the pick a, because it was, uh, the profit of a fortuitous trade, um, with the jets. I love that it was gravy in that sense. Um, so I enjoy the fact that Mond can do the sit and learn thing, uh, for at least a year. And then, uh, if cousins is not the long-term answer, then we already have a built-in solution, um, to try out. That's what I like about it. And in terms of him maybe being too raw and that, that it all just depends on how he matures and how he, when the bright lights turn on, does he got it or doesn't he? Uh, and I take that endorsement of Sims to heart. Normally, if it was just a talking head, I'd be like, what does this guy know? But mm-hmm. I kid you not look at the track record since 2017. It's like, it's like he's a soothsayer. Yeah. Like he can just see how it's going to work out. And uh, so I, I put stock in that. So I enjoy the the Mond pick because it prepares for the future. Um, it shows that they don't have blind faith in Cousins. So there's, there's some realism there that kind of confirms what everybody knows is that, you know, Cousins is is pretty darn good. But, you know, if, if we can't get over the hump in the next two years, then boom, bada bing, we're ready to go with somebody who's only going to be about 24. Well, and that's, the, you know, goes the saying of, you know, if you if you start looking for a quarterback when you don't have one, like mm-hmm. you're screwed. You, you mm-hmm. cannot start that search when the one that you already had is gone. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse. <laughs> and so how dare you sit here and and preach preach thinking ahead with the last year that I have endured well, post Jordan Love you draft. You realize that that made zero sense because I'm not here saying it was good. I'm yeah, just well, saying it. Literally the way it was uh, like what he, he starts in his fifth year of his rookie deal. Yeah, no, which I you mean, have to you know. I don't up. know. It just feels it feels uneven to me. Yeah. Hey, Adam. Uh, the other know. thing, the other thing, Adam on Mond that uh, you'll be able to appreciate is that. So for the last two years. We've employed Mannion as the the backup quarterback, yeah. and thankfully, it's like we just knew that Cousins was bulletproof and wasn't going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always perplexed me that they just think that that's that's good enough. Yep. Um, but with with Mond, it would let, let's say something happens to Cousins in week two or three, we're not going to be like, oh, that's it, that's the season. Pack yep, it up. Let's pack it. Pack it. We're going to be like, we're going to be like, oh well, wait a minute here. We got a guy that actually might be exciting, kind of like Bridgewater felt when uh, Castle went down right. six, seven years ago. Now, so is it? I, I kid you not. If if something would have happened to Cousins at any point in the last two years, I'd have been like, well, it'd been a Sean Hill situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what. Know, it's we, a placeholder. We got nothing. We're like, we have a guy who they say is younger than Kirk. Even though Sean Mannion <laughs> looks like he's about fifty, I mean, you you see a glimpse of him on the sideline where he doesn't have his helmet on or his hat on, which is yeah. like the worst look. I'm like, dude, go bald, go yeah. the Hasselbeck route. Like, yep. you gotta go bald. This looks awful for you. And I don't know, I I just like having an actual viable potential quarterback at QB two. Yeah. Like, It'll be it'll oh. be borderline exciting, and yeah. it, it sounds that sounds uh, real grim to say if something happens to Cousins, but if if indeed it does, whether it's just something like a tweaked ankle and he's going to miss three weeks, yeah. uh, then by default we're going to have to see 
what what this young man does under the bright lights and that's what i'm excited about as opposed to the recent game plan which is just like well just don't get hurt kirk yeah just kirk you're all we got please please <laughs> don't get hurt and so i think that also that going back to what in why fans hate him so much i think that also gets people because they're like gosh they're just so resided the fact like that's all we have like it's all the only option we have so like he be, instantly becomes the scapegoat there's nowhere to turn because they even them and they're well except for unless it's kyle Sl- slaughter yeah unless it's him they will say we have no one else that whole <laughs> issue with him with kyle slaughter being the he's a practice squad preseason hero you know mm-hmm. they think that like Wow, this guy, he makes one, he usually makes a couple really cool looking plays in the preseason against third or fourth stringers, other practice squad guys. And it's like, wow, look at that. He had an electric finish. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I There's a reason he's not employed. I think mm-hmm. NFL scouts and development coaches kind of know what they're doing. They paid a lot of money for it to yeah, an extent. Some of them. More so some than the them. guy <laughs> sitting on his couch being like, hey, put so-and-so in instead. I'd be... He looks better. As someone currently sitting my on a couch, I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't think you were talking about me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, I feel like we have we've covered anything and everything that we, I mean, this is, you have given us, this This has been unbelievable insight. I think you can <laughs> this actually. This has been good because we're an echo chamber. Like, not we don't agree, <laughs> but we just yell the same arguments back and forth. We usually, when we're arguing, we're usually arguing probably the same point, just from mm-hmm. slightly tweaked versions. So it's essentially just arguing against no one. I don't know. We just <laughs> like to do that. But Well, it's an unstoppable force and an immovable object. It's never, <laughs> nothing's ever going to happen. Which one am I? I don't whichever one you want to be. All right, I want to be the insufferable force. No, I am. You're the object. Um, all right. Well, I think it's it's very refreshing to have a very level-headed, actually, you know, backed by logic fan. You know, you don't. Thank it, you. It's there are few and far between, which is sad to say, especially <laughs> on Twitter. Though there's a lot of shit on Twitter, and there's a lot of rabbit holes you can fall down. But your your page is definitely not one of those. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Well, you. If you are a fan, not even because like I, I was telling I was telling Kevin earlier being like, yeah, like he's he posts mainly Vikings content like he's a fan of the Vikings. Um, but I've you know, I've seen you post you posted Drew Locke stats. I think I saw not too long mm-hmm. ago or at some point before. And yep. then, mm-hmm. you don't only withhold it to Vikings. And no. Nope. And so I, I think if you're just a fan of stats and logic and analytics and just seeing it like you know, not the, always the eye test. Um, you're, you're one of the best pages to follow, especially if oh, you're around you. the local area, even yeah. though you're in South, you're in South Dakota, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I spent most of my life in the twin cities, but I've been in Sioux Falls, South Dakota since 2012. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 you know, it's no shock that, you know, you've gained that traction on Vikings Twitter. Um, so it, you're, you know, always love to have you on. We, I think, feel to have you at some point, you know, during the season, that would be fantastic just to pick your brain. Obviously, we're all hypotheticals right now. You know, we're we're off, we're peak off season content. Where uh, could they do it? Can I, they be a? Top I saw 10? an article about the Cincinnati Bengals changing the color of their face mask clips yesterday. So we have nothing <laughs> to talk about. You know, it's yeah. it, we're we're going dry. We're just waiting for the Aaron Rodgers, the Julio Jones news. Just waiting for something to break. There's, there's no and news. I think when June one hits, um, when we get into June, that's going to really the floodgates. Essentially, I think are going to open up a little mm-hmm. bit more here. 
Um, but in the meantime, uh, Dustin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Likewise. Um, you know, please, you know, if you're listening, follow Dustin Baker at Dust Baker on Twitter. He's again a writer for the Vikings territory, host of Believe in Vikings with Bryant McKinney, editor at Franchise Tagged, where they put out tons and tons of great articles daily. Um, so if you're a fan of the football and stats and just you want content, go to those sites. Just oh, soak you. it all in. Um, Dustin, again, can't thank you enough. This has been a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Fire, whenever you uh, we need somebody to fill air time, you, you fire me up and we will skull it up. Absolutely. All we'll right. skull it up. I like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my form. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, Dustin. I hope, take it easy, man. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Adios. Thanks again. All right. And a huge thank you again to Dustin Baker for being on the show, giving us a great interview. Um, again, you can find him at Dustin Baker. Uh, he's the uh, podcast host of Believe in Vikings. Uh, give it a listen. He hosts that with Bryant McKinney. So if you're a Vikings fan, I mean, you know who Bryant McKinney is. Pretty sweet. Um, Kevin, I want I want to talk about Julio Jones. We have to talk about this. This is the last couple days or last couple, like week or I so. I want to talk about Shannon Sharp breaking yeah. the law. Yeah. Uh, is that entrapment? I don't. I don't. I don't know. There's definitely a word for it. I mean, like he, I, he calls him up on the show. Mm-hmm. He does. He, well, did he? He didn't know. No there, way, Julio knew he was. Some on. people are saying that it was a staged thing, and it's kind of a, a nonchalant, like, "Oh, I didn't know," but it really puts pressure on the I Falcons. Think it had to have been. It had to have been staged because, like, no way he does that. I mean, because like I did see one agent come out being like, "That's why I don't let my clients go on that show." Like yeah. it's a big thing. Like well, they because if you're the Falcons now, you're like, God damn it! Like, are like, you kidding me? Now you have to trade him. I also love and the for shot. less. I also love the shot. So we're obviously referring to the clip where Shannon calls him up, calls up Julio, him and Skipper going in it, and of course, and they never fight. Yeah, and he calls him and says like, Yo, like what's up, man? What's up? He's like, Uh, just chilling, you know. He's like, Where, where, where are y'all playing? Like, where are you? Are you going back to Atlanta this next year? Are you going to play in Atlanta? He goes, Nah, I'm out of here. And then he's like, "Oh, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go?" He's like, "You want to go? You want to go to the Cowboys?" Because he got Skip saying, "Oh, Dallas, Dallas." Because you want to go to the Cowboys? What? You want to go to the Cowboys? Such an idiot. And he goes, "Nah, I want to win." <laughs> it's like that little backhanded slab at Cowboys fans. Just the single, like insert the Walking Phoenix from the jo- uh, the the Joker yep. meme. The single tear going just down. The one just tier. like, God damn. See, that's why I feel like it might have been like had to have been preset stayed, right? because he had that zinger like ready to go. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure if the Cowboys were like, hey, Julio, like we'll pay you like a bunch of money and right. you'll be on a really good offense, presumably like I, he wouldn't say no to that. So I'm sorry, know. but that's the last thing the Cowboys need as a receiver. No, that's the other thing. But that's I why think, I was like, saying Julio, Skip is such an idiot. You add him to any team, he's going to make you better. Like, yeah. Uh, but granted, he stays healthy for 12 to, or more games. Well, yeah. Um, and so I don't know. So Julio Jones, obviously having issues um, pre- previously with the Falcons, and kind of you know the ob- this goes back I think to the Super Bowl, the letdown. Well, it goes back to the, their whole franchise has been cursed oh, since twenty eight to three. Since Arthur Blank walked down on the field, yeah, like that that was it. Yeah, and now they got the new head coach. 
They didn't take a quarterback this year, which I, you know, people were saying they might. I'm okay with they, them not doing that. No, I mean, I, Matt I Ryan's think, like 36 or 37. Like he's yeah. And if they didn't feel, you know, confident in any of those guys, then Kyle Pitts, you know, is likely a generational prospect. Yeah. But they're they're still in that sort of rebuild mindset. Yeah. And you know, Julio is an aging veteran that still has market value, but mm-hmm. probably won't for much longer. So, but they they're see they're in a weird spot too with their division. Because of the Saints now, like they're such like a anomaly, like not really sure. Like their their cap, they had to lose some players. Obviously, Drew Brees retiring, given what I've been saying about him not being able to throw the ball further than twenty yards, that's still a loss. We don't know what you have. You really don't know what you have in Taysom Hill in in an actual full yeah. season. And Jameis, he threw thirty he over thirty got interceptions. LASIK, well, dude, he's yeah. back. I I guess I'm so ready for LASIK, Jameis. So I don't know. I, I think the they're in a weird spot. The Panthers are obviously they could be good. They overachieved last year, but who knows with Darnold and, and they're, that they're in a weird spot. But I'm just curious where Julio's gonna go. You know, I've heard the Titans floated quite a bit since they lost Corey Davis and. Uh, was it Humphreys? They also lost him, I'm pretty sure. They're they're number three. And so yeah. basically it's the AJ Brown show over there. Yeah, I mean, like they I, I don't know. I think I mean that if Julio stays healthy and it's him and AJ Brown, that's on an, an offense Brown with did Derek say Henry. He'd give up number eleven. Um I've I've seen the the Ravens being floated out as a possible trade candidate to go all in. I know you're I'm rolling just... my eyes so hard. <laughs> The Ravens don't need receivers because they don't throw the football. The the Patriots are are in the there. Patriots are always the Bill Belichick because, meme. Well, because obviously. they have they have the draft capital and the space. Like that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just be like, oh, I got all the the draft capital. It's like if you don't have cap space, you're not going to get My thought about the Patriots is that they they wouldn't have signed kind of those couple guys they did this year if they were gunning. I don't know. Maybe they didn't know about it at the time, but they they signed a couple wide receivers for decent contracts yeah they got Aguilar, uh kendrick Bourne. yeah they, so signed, they like, signed a couple of like b-tier oh and they and they, they signed big on tight ends they got hunter henry and johnny smith um so yeah. if they're trying to mimic the well the the let's, former two tight ends let's not mimic it set, too closely yeah um so i don't know i they're weird i think the most likely if he does get dealt i i the niners like they have they actually do have the ability to do that. It's just a matter of if the the Falcons say yes. The only thing I, I worry yeah. about is the NFC NFC trading. They probably don't want to trade them within the conference. Um, but like, think about Julio with Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and would be Kyle terrifying. Shanahan back again. Like, yeah, and that's, I mean that that would good. be terrifying. Both that and the Titans, I think, are pretty interesting. I've heard a lot of people erroneously say that the Packers are going to make a move. They're going to a restructure and re-sign Rogers and use that extra space to accommodate Julio Jones, which is like saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to like buy a Lamborghini and then I'm going to use like the extra garage space to start a band and get rich. Like, it's just (laughs) like, it doesn't work like that. And the good things in your life don't compound in that way. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I don't see that. Like we've already known it's not as simple as like a restructure Rodgers and everything will be, you know, kumbaya. It's like, that's not, yeah. it has nothing to do with contract now, or Now, money. having said that, take me to the alternate dimension where that happens because I would be so fucking there for that, but it, it it's not. It's no. not a thing that's ever going to happen. No, I, I don't, I ultimately, 
think that they will just because it's the Falcons. Just because, like, they continuously make the wrong decision, I feel like. They're just going to wait a little bit and then accept, like, a like a, a couple or a couple second, like a second and a third. Yeah. And just be like, all right, we got something in return. Like, he's old. They're I mean, to, I, like... I wouldn't give him a first for Julio. I think that's overpaying. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I would think so. But if the thing is, if a team gets excited, they're going to send a first. Atlanta will take that. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it now when Julio is on live television saying he's out of there anyway. Like, that's got to lower the value. I suppose. It's just a matter of. I think right now it's everyone just waiting to see who pulls the trigger first. One of yeah. these teams that that's like maybe not necessarily in contender because they are like it's too much to give up and we're really good anyway. But they're the teams that are like on the cusp, like either they're they're division it's, winners. It's a win now push. Yeah, they're yeah. they're looking to this will put us up ahead again ahead of the the Chiefs, the Bucks. Yeah, hypothetically you know. like a division winner. Maybe you're lacking solid depth at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, you have, you've had a lot of success the last two years in a row. Maybe you made it to a couple of championship games. You have uh, people say your quarterback, quarterback doesn't have enough help. I don't know. Just, I can't think of any teams that, that fit that description. Titans maybe. Yeah. Probably the Titans. Yeah. yeah. Probably the Titans. Give Tannehill <laughs> some help. Finally, you know, AJ Brown is, is not enough. For yeah, give, give Tannehill some help besides Derrick Henry. <laughs> Are you trying to undervalue Aaron Jones? No. No, I so think Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones is great. Is not very good. No, I don't. I don't know if I'd say he's quite as good as Derek AJ Henry. Dillon? What about the two-headed monster? Oh no, the well quad, the quad father. Who's the backup for Derek Henry? The backup for Derek Henry. To be mm. fair, Derek Henry is like if you take AJ Dillon and he eats Aaron Jones and like absorbs his life force. Yeah. that's Derek Henry. Yes, like he's that huge. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know who the Titans backup running back it is. was Deion lewis for a while yeah i don't think it is like anymore. the anti derrick henry yeah then there was like shots at training camp and just like completely <laughs> slanted um i don't know i i feel that it's he's not gonna go to like the bears the broncos no you know any obviously because he wants to win like that's gonna be a caveat I, well I yeah I, at first i was like maybe you know like the lions have no wide receivers but he's not gonna go to the lions and go you know two and 15 or something this year like that no, so I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see where he gets dealt, though. It obviously won't happen until June at the earliest. So I, th- I think him and Rogers are kind of the big stories at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like I and I don't, I don't think that they are. They're obviously not dependent on each other because no. I don't. I, as much as you want Julio Jones, no Packers aren't doing that. Like they, they were the number one offense last year. Yeah, they're not going to give up the. Uh, their future. Yeah. They're not going to mortgage the farm. And like it's Equinemius's year. So <sighs> he was missing from OTA as like all your other five or six. All right. All right. Can who I address was, who was Jordan Love throwing to? So uh, we're not sure. Um, <laughs> you don't probably, even know. Uh, Tunyon. I the guess. rookie. You could say the rookie. Amari Rodgers. Yeah. Finally, the, uh, finally yeah, a, a loyal a Rodgers dedicated to the Packers organization. Okay, so Devontae wants an extension. He's not going to show up and potentially tweak his something or other. He's not going to get an extension because he's uh, going to want to play MVS Rodgers wants and Lazard are not very smart. And Equinemius was practicing the week before, like in California with Jordan Love. So he's clearly not like against Jordan Love and like I can't be seen with this guy. He just didn't want to be with him that week. Yeah, I mean, what, you think like Jair's boycotting for... Like Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't there either. A ton of guys weren't there. 
They're optional. I know. You're making me very <laughs> I upset. Kn- I can. I. You, I know. That's the <laughs> point. That's. That's why I'm doing it, and I because I don't get these opportunities very often. Everything is gonna be fine. Oh. We're gonna look back at this and we're gonna laugh. I'm wearing my funny Blake Bortles shirt. Gonna keep a positive attitude. This is a great off season. I hate this. I love it. I hate this so much. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, you just need to R E L A X. I'm so R E L A X right now. <laughs> Never been so uh, much. But I feel like right, I'm in Hawaii. All right, gun to your head. Where <laughs> you're the one filming. I knew it. I knew it. You're filming. Um, gun to your head. What happens with Julio in 2021? Um. I'll do the fun answer. He goes to the Titans. I think that would be super cool. Okay. And that keeps him out of the NFC, which I also like. That would be nice. Yeah. I think that's best case scenario. Because on the Niners, that would be fucking scary. Yeah. And we always seem to have, I don't know. I, I don't, the Niners last year being bad. It was I think, great. I think gave everyone like a sigh of relief because mm-hmm. they were so good the year before. But the only reason they were bad is because like everyone, everyone on their got team self-destructed. Yeah. yeah, like their whole defense imploded. Yeah, Garoppolo obviously got hurt, and like I swear, if Trey Lance is good, and he has Kyle oh. Shanahan, I don't know. I'm I'm never too upset because I just love when that division just beats the crap out of each other. True, but, true. But, but it's still not great. There's still going to be like implications. A, one of them will always be probably like 13 wins. I feel like or yeah, like 12 or 13 wins, and then another, then the other. Two or three, the other two are gonna probably gonna be around ten wins. Yeah, and then that last one's gonna be the worst at like seven and, well, I guess now seven and ten. I hate that. So we're in agreement. Who will go to the Titans? We, I would love that the most. I think though, I think the Niners. I do. I think because mm. I, I think we can't have nice things. Yeah, and I think the fair. Niners, the rich are gonna get richer, and that's gonna be a scary offense, and it's just gonna all hinder again on Garoppolo, and I think he's gonna struggle. And they're going to turn to Lance early, and I think that might hinder him because I don't think he's ready. Oh, that's a playing long game. That's here. a very in-depth long prediction, game. but I like it. It was all all off the cuff too. Three <laughs> D um, chess over yeah. here. Yeah, forty. Chess is 3D. that's not even well. Yeah, but like the <laughs> game of chess is like a flat thing. I guess. Yeah, you say forty chess because that's more cool. All right. Well. <laughs> We're gonna let's let's wrap her up there. I we've definitely gone off the rails here. So I want to say thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You just search 10K Takes. Also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K. We post uh, our episodes each week as well as clips as we're going towards the towards the NFL season here. We're going to be getting more and more content. Uh, again, huge shout out to Dustin Baker for being on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Dust Baker uh, and his and his podcast uh, Believe in Vikings, hosted with Brian McKinney on all on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I've been your host Adam Oz. Joined as always by my co-host Kevin. Kevin, final words. Everything's fine.